I'm your host, Riem Zin Labidin, and you are listening to Tech Tag Podcast. Today, our guest is Qusay Khalil. He's a senior software engineer at ClickGuard. Let's meet with him and learn about his journey. Hello, Kusai. Welcome to Tech Tech. I'm happy to have you here. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be part of this as well. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure and I appreciate it that you are the first uh, guest who applied to speak here. I'm uh, looking forward to our conversation and to learn about your journey. So let's start. Yeah, let's do it. You can introduce yourself. You can tell us some fun facts about you. Okay. Well, my name is Kusay. Basically, uh, because I work mostly with non-Arab uh, speaking, I go with Hades as my nickname. I've been doing this for around five years now. Uh, I studied computer science and uh, computer engineering as well. Uh, a few fun facts about me is that I uh, watch a lot of movies. Uh, currently, my record is uh, 1,700 movie. <laughs> And uh, I read a lot of comic books. I have read a lot of them. Uh, I don't know how much, but I know the lore, the characters. I memorize a lot of uh, what they say because I like it. Other than that, uh, I'm a pretty boring guy. I enjoy staying home a lot, as probably most engineers do. I enjoy video games, reading books. And uh, I guess that's it, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, interesting, especially like reading books. And uh, do you read uh, programming books? Mm, uh, actually, I did read a couple of programming books uh, when I was first starting, especially the ones that talk about clean code mm -hmm. uh, and uh, JavaScript, since I'm a JavaScript developer. But usually the books that I read are mostly non-programming because I want to take a step back mm. after I finish work. But uh, usually I still have uh, a couple of programming books that I keep a tab on uh, whenever I want to check on something or whenever I want to uh, make sure that I'm doing something right. So yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So from my understanding, you studied computer science, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I did a bachelor's degree, which is three years here, uh, not an engineering degree. Mm -hmm. and, uh, afterwards, I did a master's degree, which was specializing in engineering. Mm -hmm. Cool. And how did you get interested into that? Was it before you chose the major or did you go with the flow with your uh, classmates? Uh, how, how was it? Basically, I was interested in computers since a young age. I remember that I started messing with them since I was like 12 years old or 13, since I got my hands on the first computer. I don't know how that sparked some sort of talent, probably, or some sort of ingenuity in me that I wanted to keep working with computers. Since I got into high school, I knew that I wanted to pursue something in computer science or computer engineering, especially software. What I didn't know was what I was going to do. At the start, I thought I was going to go with systems and embedded systems. But I guess when I started uh, trying out things uh, first year of college, I realized that I actually had a knack for uh, software software engineering, web design, and uh, web engineering, and I went with that. Mm -hmm. But 
all in all, I knew that I wanted to go with computers since an early age. I, I like to mess around with them. I like to uh, program a few things. I like to learn about it. So I knew that since an early age. Uh, you studied in Tunisia? Yeah, yeah. A uh, bachelor's degree, I did it in uh, FC Gnebel, uh, Faculté Sciences Économiques et Gestion, mm -hmm. and master's degree in uh, EZ, Institut Supérieur de l'Informatique, uh, Ariane. Because I, I remember computer science specialty in high school, it started, I think, 2002 or something, I forgot exactly. And w were you um, already from the first promotions during that time or...? Actually, no. Uh, uh, I went with a math major uh, mm -hmm. for high school instead of computer science because I was studying in Lycée Pilote and we didn't have it, uh, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. uh, moreover, I actually graduated from high school not so long ago. Uh, I think I got my baccalaureate in 2016 or 2015, something like that. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. To explain to people, Lycée Pilote is the high school for genius people. <laughs> it's not exactly genius. Uh, it's it's more you go there to study a lot more in hopes that you will get into better schools. Mm -hmm. That's 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 more like it. I see. And yeah, uh, it's cool that you already have a vision about where you would like to go, like in which direction, and uh, you got uh, passionate yeah. about uh, computers, etc. That's cool. yeah, yeah. It, it it felt natural. It didn't feel like I had to go somewhere. I knew what I wanted to do, and it felt natural at at the time. That that didn't mean that I didn't have uh, my doubts about it or fears, especially after I started doing it as a profession. Mm -hmm. uh, that changed a lot of things. Well, did you start with uh, internships before, like to get into this professional career, like to see how it would be? Or uh, did you start it with uh, a real job in the very uh, no, beginning? I yeah, well, I started with an internship. First job I ever held as an intern. Uh, was at uh, Gome Code. At the time, it was a startup that was taken off in Tunis. The goal was to teach people programming and uh, make it more accessible. At the time, uh, my job was an instructor for uh, game development. At the beginning, I, I was more interested in uh, C, C Sharp, and C++ more than JavaScript. When time started going by, my job title changed from intern to full-time instructor to uh, handling the courses and uh, making sure that everything was going fine with the other instructors and stuff like that. And while growing like that, I was noticing that... Uh, JavaScript was taking more and more of uh, the vicinity. Everybody was crazy about React at the time. So I started learning that, and uh, they offered me a job as a software engineer for uh, their platform. That was my first real job after my internship. It was back in 2018. Mm -hmm. You were teaching people in the beginning, right? Yeah, I was teaching mostly kids aged, you can say, 12 to 15, sometimes a little bit older, it depends. At the beginning, uh, it was uh, me and a friend of mine called uh, Tahir. We were teaching them only on one level, like we had one level, uh, which was creating a simple 2D video game. But we started noticing that some people 
people were actually more advanced than that. So Tahar and I had the idea of creating more courses for them, a couple more levels to advance people like that. At the time, we had actually three courses when we finished. So the first one, you learned 2D game design and game development, and then you learned 3D, and then you started to implement more type layer and uh, AI stuff into your game. Mm-hmm. It was fun, to say the least. Uh, I enjoyed it very much. I enjoyed teaching people things. I still love it even uh, now because I work with people. And it's amazing that a lot of people uh, that I know, they always share the same concept with me, is that when you teach somebody, it's not just that you teach them, but you also learn something from them. Mm -hmm. Because usually they have a different outlook on things, a different point of view. And uh, that helps you out. That makes you rethink stuff that you know. So that's also very good. That's true. Also, you mentioned that you teach like gaming things. And with this, for people who are very young, they would get more interested that they can do something out of programming. Was it part of it also? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that was the best part because uh, the course in itself The course of itself was interesting. I mean, teaching people, especially people who do not know anything, uh, you start by teaching them algorithms, and then you teach them the basics of the programming languages, and then you start seeing how they're going to start building things. Mm-hmm. But there's always that final week where you give them the time so that they can bring their idea to life. So uh, we usually give them like a week, week and a half, where we tell them that they should think about a game that they want to build. We They pitch it. Uh, we kind of make it realistic because sometimes people start talking about games that will take uh, a big team. Uh, we just like knock it down to its realistic value. And then we give them the time, the energy, and we help them out with what they want to build. And the best part about it is that sometimes you get like 10, maybe 15 people who come in, they do not know what technology is, what gaming is, or what programming is. And by the time that they leave, they are very invested in programming. They want to build things again. Uh, they want to spend more time learning stuff. Sometimes you see them again and they come in and they ask you about uh, a few things that you can help them with. And that actually gives you a lot of satisfaction when you uh, teach people how to uh, program. Yeah, and you feel like you had an impact on people. It's really nice. Exactly, yeah. Cool. And uh, do you remember like some of the challenges that you had like during your first experience? Well, the first, the first ever challenge that you will have as like uh, the first milestone, which is like getting a job, is always feeling that you are inadequate feeling that you do not know everything. And that that scared me a lot because when I turn around and see people and they start throwing big words like uh, microservices or multi-threaded and stuff like that. And at the time, I didn't know what that means. And I was always afraid to ask questions like, what does that mean? I come to realize later on that uh, I wasn't the only one didn't know a lot of things most people do not know most of the things that they're working on because going out of uh, college or uh, university into uh, the working life uh, changes a lot of things because you do not exactly learn everything in college yeah. uh, but um, the, the good part about it is that when you go into a good team they 
take the time to teach you. Uh, they uh, sit down with you. They start explaining things. And even when you do not understand something directly, you can always go and research it a little bit. And that will most definitely help you out down the street. But as a teaching experience, which was like probably my first job, it was always the fact that sometimes I get asked questions that I didn't know the answer to. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes a student might ask me like something that I have never heard of or something like that. And I learned that from like my college experience, my health school experience, that it is never my fault that I don't know everything. It's usually okay to say that you don't know. So after a few times, I started like saying to the students that ask me a hard question, uh, I don't know, how about we Google it together or let's search for it together and see what we can learn together. It went well. I mean, people didn't get like a bad idea about me. On the contrary, they actually enjoyed the fact that we uh, went into the rabbit hole together and started learning together about something new. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Yeah. And as you said, by teaching, it's also learning uh, exactly. at the same time. It's really. Yeah. It seems like. Um, it was a very friendly environment. It was, yeah, it was. It, it's it was very smooth. You had like all the time that you needed to uh, build yourself, which was mm-hmm. uh, interesting and amazing, actually. And uh, I'm always indebted to them because uh, they did teach me a lot of things that uh, gave me the momentum to move on with my career to evolve, which was actually something that I never dreamed of. That's great. Yeah. And you got the job at the same company where you... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, after after I finished uh, college, 2018, 2019, I guess, uh, around that time, I landed my first software engineering job there. Mm-hmm. I was uh, a front-end developer working on their internal platform. Uh, at the time, I was uh, working with uh, React Redux, uh, a little bit of an old version because it was 2018, 2019. Uh, but uh, at the time, it did help me learn a lot. Uh, I became a solid JavaScript developer. I learned a lot on the process. Uh, of course, we were in a team, so I learned a lot about working in a team. Uh, that helped me out later on. And uh, during that time, uh, you finished also university or did you do it like at the same time? I was doing it at the same time at the start, but then I finished it while working and I kept on working. Like um, I started working while I was in university in my second year and uh, I kept on going. It felt normal for me, I guess. Uh, I was capable of leveraging both my uh, student life and my uh, professional life. And I didn't have a problem with it. Some people might have an issue with that. Uh, Some people don't. I guess I was capable of uh, working it out. It's not easy because of the time management. It needs also, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It would be interesting, I think, for people also to learn about it. Like, how did you find a balance with that, with working and studying at the same time? There is no easy solution for that, sadly. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I had to make a lot of sacrifices. Uh, first sacrifice that I had to make was to cut down on uh, going out and uh meeting people outside of like uh, certain days, which was, I think, Saturday and Sunday. Mm -hmm. The rest of the time, uh, 
I had a great understanding with my team and uh, my boss, which was simple. I work during the week unless I have exams or something that I cannot skip, which was a very nice understanding because as an engineer, and I'm sure you also uh, know about this, mm -hmm. you don't always have to be with your team. Sometimes they can work uh, their eight, to nine hours from eight to uh, six. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can work like from uh, four to, uh, I don't know, 10 or whatever, like uh, not at the same uh, time zone. Mm -hmm. And it will work out. You just have to keep with them. That helped me out because I realized that I was capable of working like that and uh, everything would work out just fine. For studying in itself, it wasn't exactly that hard for me because usually I was doing everything that I was learning while working. I mm -hmm. mean, it was the same thing. So Practicing. Exactly. I was practicing what I was learning. So mm -hmm. most of the time I was capable of uh, finishing my exams without any issues. Sometimes I had exams that I had to uh, like prepare for. And for that, the only thing that you can do is take some time off work so that you can uh, prepare for those exams because you don't have any other solutions. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it was pretty much normal for me to work that final year and uh, move through it. Um, because you have to be present sometimes and uh, about um, also organizing the sleeping time also in yeah. case if you are working late. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about how you prepare things, how you divide your time, I guess. I mean, the first year, maybe two of my uh, career, I did make a lot of mistakes by putting my job before my personal life which made uh, things get a little bit uh, interesting. I wasn't able to sleep a lot. I was working a lot of hours. Uh, at the time, I remember that uh, even when I closed my eyes to go to sleep, I started seeing code. Like I started mm -hmm. seeing the things that I was working on, which meant that there was an issue because uh, I should have separated uh, my work life from my personal life. And I did not know that I was supposed to do that at the time. Nobody teaches you these small things uh, at the start. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it's very difficult at the same time when you remember it. It feels like something that you would be proud of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe I am proud of what I've done, uh, to say the least. I, uh, I am happy of what I have achieved. Uh, there were a few mistakes that I did that I would probably uh, take back if the time goes back, but it doesn't. But all in all, even with the mistakes that I made, even with the uh, errors that I have committed, I'm still proud of what I did and I'm, I'm happy with uh, what I was able to do. Mm -hmm. It's just that uh, sometimes you need to take a step back and uh, observe yourself, your habits and make sure that you're not doing things for the company just for mm -hmm. that. You need to realize that uh, you are also a person that needs his own time, his own energy. He needs to take a step back and uh, enjoy life. Yeah, and uh, like make sure that you are healthy. And uh, all of this, as you say, no one would teach us that 
And through that experience, you had to go through different mistakes or things like that, but it is valuable for the future and to, to exactly. uh, do it better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Once, once you learn that lesson, by the next job that you get, you start realizing the boundaries at your work. Uh, no more working after a certain hour. You give your 100%, that's for sure. But you also respect your own boundaries. You make sure that uh, people around you respect your boundaries. Mm-hmm. And that makes you a healthy person. I mean, some people might say that uh, that is not acceptable. You should give the company more time if they need it. But I disagree. You should always realize that you need to be a healthy person. Uh, if you want to give more time to the company, I I do not blame you, but you need to make sure that you are doing it because you want to, because you love what you are doing, not because you have to. Uh, these are two different things that you learn as you progress, I guess. Yeah, and uh, sometimes because when the person gets used to that, it becomes a bad habit. That Exactly. And how can you remind yourself, like there should be some ways, for example, to stop working at a certain time or something? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I usually keep alarms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain what I do exactly, but I have something very, very weird. My friends call it the zone uh, because they notice that uh, I, when I start working on something and I'm really into it, I really want to work on it. Mm-hmm. I lose focus on everything else except for my work so i don't use my phone i don't see uh, i don't eat i don't drink i just like keep working straight for hours uh, which made me come up with an idea of putting alarms in Mm -hmm. so every two hours sometimes two and a half hours uh, my phone will go into an alarm uh, letting me know that i have worked for two two and a half hours and i need to take a break just a simple break nothing huge five to 10 minutes where I get up, stretch, walk around, uh, think about something. And uh, as you know, even as an engineer, sometimes taking that break is uh, is very, very good for you because uh, it helps you think about the problem from a new perspective. Sometimes it gives you uh, the idea, the solution when you least expect it. Uh, but all in all, I don't have like strict rules about the time that I put into work. Uh, I simply uh, go with the flow. I do not overwork myself at this point. I mean, sometimes I do work a couple more hours than usual. But uh, if I feel tired, if I don't feel like I want to uh, do that, I just don't. I mean, Mm -hmm. the work can wait. I will go back to it tomorrow. Uh, I usually take uh, enough breaks to keep my mind fresh and my body fresh. And of course, during the weekend, I uh, try to do something new, something that will make me feel happier or better about myself. Yeah, it's very important. I can relate. And I'm sure many people uh, have the same. And uh, as you say, it's certain boundaries. No one like recognizing what are the boundaries necessary to have and to set. And yeah. Work. Yeah. And usually, when you are still like in the first year 
first two years of professional experience, you usually don't know about boundaries. You expect people to respect them without you letting them know. A friend of mine always says that uh, people around you never read your mind. So let them know what you want and what what you like and what you dislike. And for everybody that's hearing this, uh, trust me, when you set boundaries at work, uh, it's actually a very healthy thing. Uh, It's not like going to make you look bad or it's actually going to make you look professional, a person who knows how to deal with their time, their stress and everything like that. So set boundaries from the start if you can. Yeah, that's right. And to make sure that you are healthy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, work, especially when you like what you do, which is something that most software engineers say. I don't think I have ever met somebody who didn't like being a software engineer. Uh, What I notice about them is that they have no issue working overtime. They have no issue even coming in on their days off or helping people on their days off. The issue that they usually have, especially like for people who have been in the job for a while, is being told to do something after hours, uh, being given an order that doesn't make sense especially if it's after hours or if it invades your boundaries, that makes things bad for them. That makes them do not want to work in that environment. So basically, if you do enjoy what you're doing and you have a very healthy work balance, uh, a very healthy uh, lifestyle with your uh, company, I, I recommend that you keep that. I recommend that you even push more into having that in other places as well, because it is the best thing ever. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you continued with this company? I continued with them for uh, for two years. I worked there for two years before uh, changing to another company. I changed to actually an agency instead of a startup because I was looking for uh, something new. It didn't work out. Uh, I worked there for, I think, six or seven months, and it didn't work out. Uh, there were financial issues, and uh, they didn't pay me for... Uh, I think six months or five months, uh, I wasn't paid for that. So I, I simply uh, left that company as well. This must be a difficult experience. It was. It was. The simple mistake was I did not see the red flag from the start because once I wasn't paid the first month, I should have quit. I should have just counted my losses and quit because... The, even one month's salary loss is better than sixes. Mm-hmm. But uh, because I kept working and the month has started piling up one after the other, uh, I started having doubts about quitting because I felt like I, I had a lot of money into that company. And if I quit, they will not pay me. And that made things worse little by little. I mean... I quit at the end and uh, the money issue is being resolved. It's nothing big after all. I mean, it's money. Like we say, money comes and goes. It's not a big thing. But it did teach me a few things which were simple, actually. A, if you feel like there is something wrong with the company, like uh, financial issues or uh, people are not being paid, you should definitely start looking for a new job because it's not your fault. And you are not responsible for the financial issues of that company. You are just an employee and you are there to uh, work, get your money 
and uh, probably like contribute to a few things. But after all, what you're doing there is trying to get money to survive. So if that's been not clear with you, you should leave. That's my first idea. Uh, the second thing is always ask around, like uh, try to uh, get as much details as possible about uh, where you're going to work before you start working there. Because usually uh, you cannot get over the mistake after you uh, make it. But uh, if you ask around, if you make sure that the company is all right, the managers are fine, the people who are working there are not complaining, you can have a decent job for a while, I guess. But if you do not ask around and then you get in over your head, that will be a little bit problematic. Yeah, it, it is not an easy experience, but it taught you many things, many lessons that are valuable now when you share about them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it did teach me a lot of things. I mean, uh, I worked with a good team, uh, which helped me get better at coding. Uh, I also learned a lot about uh, teamwork, which was nice. And plus, it taught me all of this about like uh, businesses and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. it's a win for me, I guess. No matter what happens, uh, even if it's bad, uh, there must be something good about it because you're going to learn something. Uh, that's what my mom always says. And that's what my dad always says as, as well. I mean, yeah. okay, I, it, it was a bad experience. The money thing didn't work out. But it did teach me a lot about how to set boundaries at work, uh, how to make sure that you are uh, in a proper work environment, not a toxic work environment. It also uh, taught me a lot about like my programming skills because I worked with uh, senior people at the time. So that was very, very uh, good because uh, it gave me a lot of uh, insight about how things should work in a professional environment. Mm -hmm. Also, that did like, Probably the time, I guess, and uh, how things worked out. Uh, it gave me an opportunity to work in a better company afterward. That was how it's supposed to be, I guess. So I, I never see something as 100% negative uh, at this point. Yeah, this is like the right way to see it. After you... Uh, decided to quit this company did you try to guarantee that you have a next job or you just decided and then you how how you went through that at that time at the time my old boss Yahya he actually found me another job which was very nice of him mm. uh, because we we kept on being friends, even though I do not work at his company anymore. We were friends. He told me that he has a friend in the US who was looking for a software engineer, and uh, he sent him my uh, resume, and he wanted to set up a meeting. I agreed. We did an interview, and uh, he liked my profile, and he offered me a job. Uh, the job was uh, a six-month contract, not a long-term thing. But at the time, I was like, why not? I mean, the current job that I have does not pay me anything. Uh, and I'm just losing my uh, patience at it. So let's do it. Basically, when I quit the current job that I had, I started working the second one uh, within one or two days. I didn't even rest. Mm -hmm. 
The job was actually very, very well promising at the time. I worked with the Make School, which was uh, a software uh, engineering school in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I learned a lot from them. I worked as a software engineer responsible for front end. I did handle a few back end tasks at the time. But uh, since I was more of a front end engineer, I my main focus was on it. As I said, it was a six month uh, contract, sadly, but it did end on uh, great terms. I mean, uh, there was no firing and no quitting. It's just like uh, the natural process of things that came to an end. Uh, they mm-hmm. did not keep me for longer. And I concurred. Afterwards, I had this bright idea of uh, doing my thing, which was uh, opening my own firm and uh, doing some consulting work. Uh, My friends encouraged me to do so, so I went with it. I did a couple of consulting works for a few uh, local uh, companies here in Tunis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, afterwards, somebody took notice of my work and uh, they suggested that I work with them, which was uh, a USAID Visit Tunisia project. It's a Kemonics project, which is a US project that is based here in Tunis. And they wanted a software engineer to come and uh, work with them. Again, it was a couple of months of contract work. But after I finished that, they decided to offer me a full-time job, which was uh, amazing to say the least. I mean, uh, after like a year or a year and a half of uh, having like unstable life, that kind of stabilized it for me a little bit, which made me feel better about myself. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to know if you had some difficulties about the language when you worked in that company with uh, uh, USA company. Basically, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, when I was in high school, I think uh, back in 2013, I decided to participate in a exchange program called the S program. Uh, mm-hmm. So basically, I spent like um, nine to ten months in the U.S. studying. Uh, so I was accustomed to uh, English speakers from uh, the United States. I uh, understood what they were talking. I had like good enough knowledge about them that I didn't have uh, a language barrier. Uh, on the cool. other hand, though, mm-hmm. I still do have a language barrier with French, even though we are a French-speaking country. Mm-hmm. Uh I do not exactly speak French as fluently as I speak English. I take a lot of time just to enunciate and uh, find the right words. And sometimes I don't even understand what others are saying to me when it's in French. So I just nod my head and uh, smile. I also have issues uh, actually with all languages, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's really nice that you... Uh, you did that step uh, during high school and uh, language exchange. English is very helpful and you find yourself uh, comfortable when you work it with uh, American people. And now uh, I think you are still working with uh, international people. Yeah, currently uh, I work as a senior uh, software engineer with uh, ClickGuard. Uh, which is uh, an American company, but uh, they hire internationally. So Mm -hmm. basically we have to speak English because it's the common ground for everyone. I mean, 
the good thing about being an engineer is the fact that you don't have to be like perfect at, at languages uh, because everybody will understand what you're saying just like by listening to your daily mm-hmm. or uh, knowing what you're working on. So for those who do not exactly have great English capacities or they feel like they are not uh, good speakers, uh, please do not be afraid. Give it a shot. Let yourself go with the flow. And uh, it will work out at the end. I mean, nobody expects perfection from people. And uh, perfection is just uh, an illusion. Trust me. I agree with you. But I think there are people who expect perfection who are French people. <laughs> and... Yeah, yeah that, that is true. That is actually very true. Yeah. Apart from French companies, no other company will expect perfection. Yes. You're right. And they are very open. They encourage you to speak and to share about your ideas and they are patient to listen to you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the best part about it. I mean, the good thing about working in international companies is that you start realizing that there are no bad ideas and there are no good ideas. There are just ideas and you can make them good or bad depending on the situation. And even if you are like still a junior developer or uh, you don't know what uh, other people are saying, if you say something, they will listen and they will actually take the time to explain what they're talking about and uh, try to understand what you want to say, which is something that I rarely see, sadly, in uh, Tunisian companies and uh, other places that I worked before. I mean, first of all, for everybody who is still like a a novice, I guess, do not be afraid to share your ideas. Sometimes you have the brightest idea and uh, trust me, it might be a very good solution. And uh, for everyone else who uh, thinks that their ideas are not exactly good, just shoot them because uh, you don't know how this idea might work out at the end. So always give yourself like 100% of the shots that you can get. Uh, Do not worry about what other people will say. This is really good advice. Sometimes people wait for uh, to be perfect, to do something. Perfection, uh, Salvador Dali always said, never be afraid of perfection because you will never reach it, which is realistic. I mean, as people, as humans, we are not perfect. So, there is nothing that will be perfect by us. Even if you make a bad decision at first or uh, the thing that you are trying to build is not exactly what you want, it's okay. Build it as it is and then take it your time to make it better and keep doing that three to five to eight to I don't know how many times it needs to be until you see it as what you wanted, until you feel like it is perfect. But if you want to keep things hidden, trust me, it will never get better. Totally agree. And was uh, your job with uh, ClickWard, uh, was the next one? Yeah, after after USAID, uh, it was ClickGuard, which is my current job right now. I remember one day I just read uh, like the job description. I forgot on what site I was even. I felt like I matched it well. I sent my resume. Uh, it has been a while since I did an interview by then. But I felt very comfortable with the people that I was uh, being interviewed by, especially uh, the CTO. Mm -hmm. 
he and I actually had like an interview longer than what we expected because we kept on talking about uh, like how things work under the hood. Uh, we talked about coding, of course. Uh, we talked about how uh, programming works, especially JavaScript under the hood. And once he realized that I studied computer science, we kept on like exchanging ideas about that. Mm-hmm. I got accepted, which was something amazing because the team is amazing. Uh, I work with uh, five other engineers who are amazing people. And uh, the first thing that I realized after I uh, started working with them is that they gave me like uh, a week and a half just to get accustomed to the code, just to understand the structure and uh, start understanding like what they're building before I even wrote a single line of code. And that was something phenomenal to me because it never happened before. Just by taking that time, seeing what people were doing, uh, attending the daily meeting uh, every time, and listening to what they're trying to build, what uh, the ideas that they're throwing uh, left and right, uh, it made me feel comfortable with the code base. It made me feel comfortable around them. And it didn't take long for me to uh, start writing code and uh, fixing stuff, which actually made me feel very good about myself because uh, that was the first time uh, that I got like the senior title officially by Mm -hmm. other people. And that made me feel very good about myself, to be honest. That's amazing. Uh, Now you are working remotely? Yes. Uh, basically, uh, for the past two, maybe three years, I have been uh, working remotely, uh, 100%. I mean, uh, I have an office uh, at my house uh, mm-hmm. that I have built, uh, but usually I uh, work from home. Uh, on on some days, uh, I might go like to a place where a friend works and I'm allowed to be there. On other days, uh, I might go to a coffee shop just uh, for a change of scenery. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, usually it's always at home. I mean, I have uh, a great setup, two monitors and a computer and uh, the whole stuff Mm -hmm. that keeps me occupied. So it feels good to me. I mean, remote work isn't for everyone. Uh, I understand that. To me, it feels natural. I like working uh, from my place most of the time. And uh, it keeps me comfortable. Yeah, I agree. Also, you are flexible if you would like, as you said, sometimes you go to work with your friend or in the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the good thing about like uh, remote work and international companies is that even the time itself is flexible. So on good days, if I wake up early, I start working early and I uh, finish early, which means that I am uh, able to do whatever I want early in the afternoon. And on days where I want to wake up late, I just wake up late and I work uh, until later in the evening just because I wanted to sleep in the day. Mm-hmm. So uh, the good thing about like uh, this uh, work balance when it comes to uh, remote and flexible work hours is that you definitely have all the freedom that you want without any of the worries, probably. Yeah, I think also the culture of the company and the team, because it's valuable to have a team that they are trusting each other 
on making exactly. the work. I can imagine if it is a Tunisian company, it could be yeah, like a yeah. bit controlling on like the time and you have to maybe... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I talk to a few of my friends that work here in uh, Tunis, most of them do not get flexible hours. I mean, the hours are always set in stone. Nine to six, usually, sometimes 8.30 to six. It depends. Mm -hmm. But uh, for uh, remote, they usually give them like a day or two of remote work and the rest of the week should be at the office. Mm -hmm. I mean, I totally understand some people cannot work from home, but you should always like as a, a company, you should always give them the freedom to choose that. You're right. At the digital age, especially like now, And uh, since you are engineers and stuff like that, I mean, you do not need to be in the same room to communicate. Uh, we have a lot of tools. Uh, we can always have video calls. We can do whatever we want. I mean, Facebook, for example, they have like teams all over the world and in different time zones and stuff like that. And they still work normally. So yeah. it make a lot of sense to keep your team in one place. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, let's a bit go back a bit. When you started this job, you started mm -hmm. as a senior software engineer, or you got promoted? No, I started it as a senior software mm -hmm. engineer. Okay. Yeah, I, when I applied, the position was senior software engineer, and I got that title from the start. Cool. You kept uh, working with the same technologies, uh, front end. Yeah, uh, basically mm -hmm. uh, front end. Uh, React and all of the uh, elements that work with it. So React, Gatsby, Next.js, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but currently, uh, my main focus is React on front-end. Uh, I did start uh, dabbling around in uh, back-end Node.js and Next.js. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, my main focus is always the front-end. And you have like uh, goals as next steps at your job? Uh, you yeah. are yeah of course uh, you can share with us someone of course uh, i want well the first thing is i i want to make my skills better i mean uh, i still learn a few things here and there uh, but uh, at some point i want to actually be able to be a team lead uh, mm -hmm. for uh, front end developers instead of just working alone on something i like working with uh, a team And uh, I think at some point, uh, I uh, hope I will be a good team lead. If the opportunity presents itself, I will definitely jump at it. Mm -hmm. uh, so far, my current goal, like at least for uh, this uh, year, like till the end of this year, is to uh, improve my skills more, dabble more into uh, backend and uh, DevOps uh, for sure. Yeah, that's great. Do you think of moving from Tunisia or you have yeah. no problem by staying there? Even like, uh, even if I don't have problems with staying in Tunisia, apparently staying in Tunisia has problems with me. Uh, <laughs> How? I mean, the issues that arise in the country uh, hmm. do not cease to uh, stop, sadly. Uh, economically speaking, it, it is going from bad to worse. To be honest, uh, at this point in my life, I am happy with where I am in the world. 
but I am pretty sure that probably in the next maybe uh, one to two years, uh, I'm going to start looking to uh, leave the country and go somewhere else, uh, probably immigrate into another country, mm-hmm. just uh, in searching of a better life. That's it. I can understand that. Totally. Yeah. And um, what are your current challenges? Current challenges? I like that. Well, one of the challenges that you get when you become senior is that you are expected to uh, provide answers instead of questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something that uh, I did not expect. At the start, when I was getting like uh, a lot of questions thrown at me, uh, I was always looking at people and I was like, I don't know. And they started like telling me that as a senior software engineer, you're supposed to give answers to questions that people do not know the answer to. So you should probably read more and uh, do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the first challenge that I encountered. Uh, I overcame it pretty much easily uh, because I started to have like this uh, good idea about reading uh, a couple of articles every day before I start working. So like uh, the first half hour of the day, I uh, take the time to read like the latest updates about things, uh, frameworks, uh, technologies and stuff like that. The second challenge that uh, might pop up is the fact that whenever you get like a code issue, especially a complicated one. When I was a junior or uh, a medium level, I always had like a senior that I can go and talk to. But Mm -hmm. now I don't have anyone except like for uh, Google and uh, Stack Overflow that I can consult. So that challenge is actually a bit nice, I guess, because uh, it incentivizes you to work more about things, learn new things, figure out how things work, under the hood instead of just like uh, from a macro point of view. I guess that's it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I usually ask about which advice that you would give to your younger self. And I remember one of them that we talked about earlier. Uh, But do you have uh, some advice? Yeah, uh, probably be patient. Things will work out at the end. I mean... When I first started working, I thought that uh, things should move fast, uh, as in I should evolve faster, I should become better faster, I should uh, work more in order to become a better developer. But I realized later on that that's not how it works. You should be patient with yourself. You should give yourself time. Uh, you should not let yourself like uh, go out of bounds, uh, just because you wanted to get better before everyone else. Everybody has their own pace. Uh, You should not focus on other people as much as you should focus on yourself. You should learn from others as much as possible, as much as you should teach other people as well. But basically, you should never be hard on yourself. Uh, You should always give yourself some slack because I'm pretty sure that everybody is trying their best to become better. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, adding also the previous advices, they are very valuable about boundaries. I really enjoyed talking to you and I got inspired by your story. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Thank you for having me. It's actually been a pleasure. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Have a nice day. You too. I'm looking forward to our next episode with a new guest and new inspiring story. 
Until then, stay safe and stay tuned to our next episode. Tic Tac, tackle the inspiration.